Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Shot. I am Ross Greve and I'm at the MPA Awards, joined by the lovely James Musselwhite. Hello Ross, how are you? Very good, thanks James. Good. And newly bestowed associate Look of the, the Master Photographers Association, Ali Cassidy. Hello, thank you for having yeah, me. See, there's a microphone in front of you. If you speak into it, it's even better. <laughs> Hello. <love> it. <laughs> it won't bite you. I can't see anything now. <laughs> That's very much better. <laughs> So um, we thought we'd sit down and have a little chat about um, our photography and, you know, since we're at the MPA, the Master Photographers Association Awards, actually the benefits, you know, business benefits of actually entering awards and also qualifications because there's a lot of photographers out there who go, you know, not much point in it. But, you know, from your experience, James and, and Ali, it, it does carry huge benefits, doesn't it? It does. I was describing it half an hour ago to someone who's just submitting a panel as like it's if you pass or fail or if you win an award or don't win an award it's not the beginning or the end of your story in terms of work or creativity it's just another step along the way to like what your story's going to be and that might sound really artsy fartsy and fantasy sort of led like thing but i think if you pass like if if for, if for example you put in a panel of work to yeah. be assessed uh, by a group of photographers within any of the number of associations you can get that done we're at the mpa today it's not just because you pass doesn't mean oh that's it you've completed photography no you've got to keep all. on learning don't you 100 percent. you know and i look back at all my panels and find faults with them and how i wish i could do them differently uh, and they're, they're just a step along the way and i can track a lot of my business achievements and things that have happened to me within the world of the business of making money in photography, I can track it down to different awards and different qualifications that I've won. They've, they've been stepping stones to other things. And I'm really excited for Ellie because mm. she's been, she's our newest associate. She, she is, is here and she is an associate of the MPA with her wonderful photography, Thank which I'm sure she's going to tell us about. Oh, it was the most nerve wracking day, honestly. Uh -huh. I'm normally Miss Cool, Calm, Collected and I went totally to pieces before they even started judging it. But it's because you're putting your artistic heart and soul on the line. It's a different kind of reward to my paying clients where my reward, they love the work and appreciate it, but also you get a financial paycheck at the end of it. And this is one where you're putting your best work together in front of a panel of experts. Um, whether they're in your genre or not, they've all given amazing feedback. So it's a massive springboard to self-development. Because it's quite a self-employed job, it's really hard sometimes to look at your work with a critique eye and a detachment and see where it's at, where it needs improving. And it's only when you access the kind of calibre of photographers that judge the panels and the competitions that you get a chance of that feedback and hearing what you can do to improve. And also the, re the praise on the strengths and the right things that you're doing as well. But you can't do that independently on your own. You just don't have the critical eye to be able to take yourself out of the equation and look kind of properly and analytically at your own work. And the hardest thing to do once you get that feedback is, as well is to actually take it on board. I think you go through a whole range of emotions. Mm. There's the pride that you've got your, your qualification or you've won a competition, um, but then there's also the defensiveness that kicks in as soon as someone gives you something you can improve on. The inner humanity bit goes, oof. Well, I can defend that by. Yeah. And then it's the acceptance of actually, do you know what? They were absolutely right. And then it's trying to put it into action and learn more and find out what route you need to do to improve the areas that they you know, suggested you have a look at further. I, th I think my biggest fault with my business was not doing my one of my calls early enough. I sat on my uh, licenseship for ages and then didn't do my associateship for years and years and years. And I, I wish I did my associateship earlier because now I know that whole process more, it's so beneficial, so I think beneficial. The other thing that really helped from a business point of view with it 
is it's made me look at my work as a very coherent whole. I'm really aware when I do a session anyway that I'm trying to sell folio boxes as well as wall art. So I need it all to look and match and look like a solid session. But it's only when you do a panel and you have to present 20 pieces as one that it makes you actually really fine-tune your style and your editing style and your lighting style so that every client session is going to be consistent across the board. just gives you better results, which help you sell further. And you are analysing your work. I mean, James is a fellow, then you've got gone the next level up. How did you find the step from associate up to, to fellowship? It's really a, about, for me, what, what excites me most about panels is panels that look cohesive as a set, which mm. is really interesting that Ellie picks so up So they work that. together. They and completely sit. So when you, when you see it as 20 images for the first time, they have, as a panel of 20 images, they have an ebb and a flow to them mm. and the fact that everything sits in the right place. And mine were all vertical, all, all 20 by 16s, portrait portrait orientation all shot on back backgrounds all pretty much lit similar way as well from one subject to the next but I made sure that there were no two subjects that were both looking left next to each other and the ones on the left were looking in the ones on the right were looking in my most symmetrical images were in the middle and it was just a case of a balance a balance yeah yeah. and and taking your work and 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 looking at it and re-looking at it again one of the most important like on the broader scheme of award entries I suppose or images that you're emotionally attached to and you think oh my god they're amazing the best piece of advice I was ever given and I now pass on as much as possible to other people is sit on that image for six months don't look at it Mm. put it in a folder on your desktop look at it again in six months time does it still have that same impact because sometimes you can get really emotionally attached to images because you were in the moment right you're like oh my like take take a wedding for example and like oh my god it was raining and they were so they were still so happy about it and then this funny thing happened and it was so him and like but six months later like you may have missed something in that image that doesn't translate objectively to a judge yeah. Um, no one has gone through with, with regards to cynicism with regards to panels and awards that you can potentially get I don't think anyone has given themselves wholeheartedly to the process of submitting for qualifications and come out the other end a worse photographer true no one has ever done that you will always come through it a better mm. photographer I don't know whether you'd agree with that yeah, with your associateship yeah. Yeah. I think as well when you talked about putting panels uh, images aside for six months and looking at them one thing I found hard was some of my absolute favourite strongest images didn't fit the panel yes and i had to take it out because it didn't fit even though it was a great standalone so it's a very different thing shooting for a set of images as to a solo one and again i think that comes back to giving you that consistent look and feel and style of work which you can then pass on to your clients again but just to sort of paint a picture on how a panel is uh is laid out for listeners so a panel will consist of like 20 images as uh, the guy said but 10 will be laid across the top and then the second row will be the other 10 and of course then you have to have uh pictures that will point in and like you say symmetrical yep. pictures so Bookends it's, it's balanced um and like you say you, you think oh yeah that's going to work in my panel that's going to work and then you suddenly start putting it together and you have to throw those ones that you love out and it does hurt and but like you said james don't look at it for six months yeah and with re- and with respect as well if we tie it into say your panel that you submitted on street photography one of the images in your panel that was one of the weaker ones worked because of the placement that you put it within the panel. Mm. You know the number 20? Yeah. So the one that was just, a, it was like a little row of, it was, it was on a, a platform in an underground station or a train station in Japan, right? Yep. And, and it's like on its own, possibly 
not the first image that you would have put into the panel, but because of the way that you've placed it within the panel, we're kind of like, all right, we all get it. Yeah. We realise that's why it's said it ties the whole thing in together, which is so important. It just looks, makes you look at like photography in a broader sense and your own photography in a broader sense, the, 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 the actual, the, the, the work that goes into putting panels together. And each step is a different step up. Your license, so for listeners that don't know, you've got a licenseship as your entry level, your associateship, and then your fellowship, which is like your craftsmanship. And obviously, associateship's the hardest to get, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a big jump, I think. Yeah, the the, the fellowship is is we, we will cross that bridge in time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> associateship's difficult because at fellowship you can get away with being artsy and being creative and breaking the rules. Licensorship, you have to sort of show a basic understanding of the rules and just like a, and also like a an ability to be a craftsman in terms of charging people money for imagery. I think that's what we're looking at at licensorship at the yeah. entry level. Competence. Would you be yeah, would you be happy charging a member of the public for this image? You know, and I think that's often described as the hardest one because it's often the first time since school that anyone has put anything in to be assessed by a group of people they don't know. The difficulty with associateship is you can't break the rules too much because it looks like you're out of control and you don't understand the rules, yeah. but also you can't stick to the rules too much because it looks too safe and simplistic. You have to show a little bit of artistic creativity at all, which is why Ellie's achievement today and your achievement are so, Im- are so important and so, so, so wonderful, because it is the hardest one to achieve. So well done. Thank you. There you Thank go. you, mate. Right. Well, that's the end of that. finish then? <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> but no, I, I found, uh, I think you will probably find this the same, Ellie. After the feedback you've had, and then you, you put your panel away for a little bit and then you'll look at it maybe a month a few weeks later and you'll actually start pulling the bits going I'm not happy with that I would have done that differently I would have done this different because you've learned from that whole process. I think that started already and, and it's only a few hours ago. It's, but it's brilliant <laughs> yeah. it's so empowering it really is it just absolutely makes your mind zing and I had a I was up in Delhi and I had a seven hour drive home and I was just absolutely buzzing it was ridiculous. I was thinking as well, what I wanted to add on to what James said about the different qualifications is with associateship, I think that's where you find a style and a voice. Mm. Licenship, you're still finding who you mm. are and you're trying to learn the techniques and all the basics that are required. And when you go through your associateship, that's kind of, this is me. And then I'm guessing your fellowship is the perfection and the ultimate, this is the best I can produce it, you know, with my voice. So it's definitely been a little bit of a curve of how do I want my work to look? What is it that I'm really striving for? What field do I want to give it? And I don't think you'd necessarily find that if you haven't got an end point that you're working towards. Because just kind of, there's nothing wrong with bumbling on on your own. But equally, if you've not got a focus, it doesn't make you concentrate and give the time to it. And when, when we look at it at the whole picture, you've got to have personal development for your business as a whole to keep it healthy and, and move it on. Like, so you can't sit, sit back in the laurels. I think as well, there are not many business people who go, right, I'm going to make my money being a photographer. Most of us are photographers who go, actually, I want to try and run this as a business. Mm. So you can come to it with more of an artistic input rather than necessarily the business side and by doing your qualifications or any self kind of um, personal development that feeds and pleases the artistic side we've all got otherwise you find that you end up losing the love for a little bit because the business can take over and you can make the business fun and exciting and sexy as well but I think you need to feed your artistic side long term. James you're quite good at making your business look sexy aren't you? Yeah from a certain point of view (laughs) definitely I think I like to think of myself as the man who who broke the tradition of semi-naked women posing on motorbikes being judged as good quality imagery and I just flipped it on its head and gave and gave a panel of 20 half-naked men (laughs) and which which went down well in lycra (laughs) yeah oiled up I've, I've oiled up so many men in my time Ross it's 
It's remarkable. It's a good thing. It's, it should be encouraged. For the listeners out there, Ross is looking slightly worried. <laughs> Should we go down this avenue <laughs> of how I've used that artistically to drive my business? Yes. Okay. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. If you search me on the internet, you can find me in the darkest, <laughs> deepest corners. Is that right? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Normally in a changing room with some men. Whatever, whatever, whatever subject you're shooting, though. Your, I assume your panel was newborns today. Yeah. I yeah, right. So, like, and your panel was street photography. Correct. And my panel was professional wrestlers, right? Whatever it is, though, ultimately, it's storytelling. Mm. That's all That's all photography is. It's just a medium to tell a story. It's an artistic medium to tell a story. And I think that's possibly the most important thing, that and impact and composition and good lighting and good printing. But apart from the good printing, the lighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you learn all these things along the way. Like I learn real quick what paper to use. I learned real quick which software to tap into and how to use it to process my images, you know, well, uh, and, and what tricks I needed to learn to make sure that before they went to the printers, they were perfect. I learned how to, um, real quickly as well, work with models and get them to look the way that I wanted to and how to light effectively and efficiently with not particularly expensive lighting because I couldn't afford particularly expensive lighting. And it's just... It, it's in, like I say, I just go back to that point. At the end of that process, at the end of the, the licensorship, the associateship and the fellowship, I was a, a more capable photographer at the end of it. You've got the side of it of like, when you get a successful panel, like my associateship was all customers. Mm. So it was all like mums, dads, kids, anyone who had an interesting hobby, I just took them and, and photographed that, right? Once you've completed that panel and you've got the yes, you've passed, you can go back to those customers and say, hey, by the way, little Johnny who posed for me with his little thing, that he's now an award winner. An international award win, because we're an international award. That's true. Thing, right? And like, you can sell the image back to the mum who's now gushing. Yes. You know, you can get them to you just give them the digital file and tell them to t talk about it on social media. It's all these little things are marketing. Mm. Like the marketing of getting customers through the door is not a one. Like it's not. A, if it was, if it was one pill, if it was a single thing that we could all do to get more customers through our door, everyone would be doing it. It's not that. It's the little things that you do along the way, the little building blocks that you build up to build that following so, and it's so much of it is about following and and awards and qualifications are just another set of building blocks that you can do to build your little fortress of a business and it makes people go look at you and go oh hello look at what they've been doing oh let's look at that imagery let's look what ellie does it's let's a look little what bit of does. confidence as well if they mm. can see on your site you're qualified and you're belonging to various professional bodies kind of reassures them that you're just not a nobody who's going to under deliver on what you're saying you've Very got true. some accreditation to it absolutely and um yeah, because the photography indie is quite uh, indie industry. Yeah. Even <laughs> um, it's quite bizarre because some people, you know, where do I find a qualified photographer? You know, the term professional photographer immediately you assume that person is qualified. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there who uh, aren't aware how to find a professional photographer. You know, you go to the Master Photographers Association website and you have to search for photographers, um, and uh, and it's it's a it's a nightmare sometimes finding that qualification but the qualification the, the, the qualification is just a certificate it's just a piece of paper in a frame on a wall mm. that's all it is if you do nothing with it if you don't if you don't use it if you don't tell people about it yeah. i heard it i've heard it so many times where people said oh i've got a certificate on the wall but my customers don't really know what it is would you do you tell them tell them do you talk about it i mean i'm not talking about lecturing them on it but just like mentioning oh i won that into just a little yeah. you must have a story and the way that yeah. it made you feel yeah. like ellie now has got that as, as you've got that in your back pocket now. No, you do though. Yeah. You have that in your back pocket that I did this qualification that made me so emotional. I cried before I was even judged. Yeah. <laughs> I threw up in the street before I was even judged. That's my story. I did a question that was so stressful, I threw up in the street before I was judged and assessed. 
Excellent. So you quite enjoy that. So she should definitely do it, everyone. (laughs) It's good. We're selling it well, aren't we? (laughs) But likewise, competitions are so important as well as promoting your business. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you get shortlisted. You know, that's something to shout about. And then you've got that hype you're building up. Okay, some people might think, yeah, but what if I don't win? But you've already made it that far. Everyone, like, if you mark... the, the way you market it, it, I'll go back to it. Someone, someone tonight will have only, and I'm doing like speak, yeah. like, yeah, we'll say I've only won a merit, but there will be someone tonight who's only won a merit who will get more out of that merit because of the way they market it than someone who's won Amazing. a category or won an award. Absolutely. I guarantee it. Because that's what I did. Like when I won my first ever, I think it was 2000, I've, still, I've got the mug, uh, MPA, South East Regional Photographer of the Year 2010, right? It's, like, it's on a mug. Right, because my mate got it, because I, cause I was practical. shouting about it so much on Facebook <laughs> that I was the Southeast Regional Baby Photographer of the Year or whatever, some really weird random award. But I made sure everyone knew about it. All my customers, oh yeah, by the way, in the Southeast of England, I'm the best baby photographer, because mm. I've even, got this certificate to prove it. And it even goes back before you get awarded for it. I've seen photographers market the fact they're entering competitions to drum up business, to get people to have their babies safe photographed, to yeah. go into the competitions. Yep. So you can start right back at the beginning and take the clients through the whole journey with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but a word of advice, if you're at the Master Photographer Association Awards and you're on the table with James and I, your chances are quite diminished of, of winning, really, aren't they? Well, as are, anyway. No, ours, no, yeah, no as everyone are. else yeah. is fine. Yeah. I've never not <laughs> sat next to someone who's won an award. Every, everyone <laughs> I've sat next to has won an award. I've only ever won one. I've been, I counted it one year. Bridesmaid... I've been the bridesmaid at the MPA Awards 27 times. I've been runner-up. <laughs> and we, we thought one year, and we, I think we've talked about this once before, we were at the MPA Awards. We were put on table one, James and I. Table one yeah. out of 27 yeah. tables, yeah. right in the middle. You have to be winning. Yes. So we are like sat down, we thought, Happy days, Stuart Woods there, Hoss is there, a few other boys are there. I, well. I was, I, I yeah. knew I'd been merited yeah. so many times. So I'm thinking, well, they're all going to be category winners. I'm mm. basically the next master photographer of the year. Yep. Give me my trophy. And we sat there all night, didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Squit diddly. Yeah. And I've said, but to be fair, no, we painted that in a bad light, but. I remember sitting. I always remember sitting next to you because it's always so positive, yeah. right? And I'm always happy other people win, Absolutely. right? No, genuinely. Yes. Like, like I don't care, like if I win or not. I genuinely, because I have won my one award, and I've got. So I've done it. I've, I've had this conversation this year with my. Wife. I said, "There's nothing else I can do in photography apart from keep learning." But there's nothing else that really I'd need to achieve to to say that I've had a successful career. All I need to do is now just keep putting food on the table for my kids. That's my goal, yeah. right? But ultimately, I've seen people react really negatively to not winning awards and 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 i've seen people have lots of discussions in dark corners of rooms after the awards night after the alcohol's taken force it's yeah. not a good look it's not. the point is for these individual awards where it's like wedding photographer of the year and only one image can win it's just someone's opinion mm. and the point of that is is that what most people miss when entering awards for those competitions is the number one rule is you're trying to impress that judging panel on that day so one image for one society will be completely inappropriate for another association Absolutely. because the judging panel's different. And, and, and the and style of that mean, association's different, isn't it? Absolutely. And it doesn't mean you're a bad photographer. You didn't mean, it doesn't mean that photographer's better. It just wasn't your day. Mm. You know? The thing that I love with the competitions is looking at all the, um, the, the merit entries, all the, all the shortlisted entries, because there's nothing motivates me as much as seeing amazing pieces of work feeling really chuffed for whoever's created it. And that also streak of 
in a bit of jealousy that I didn't shoot that <laughs> and I didn't yeah. think of that idea. But you go, you see that and you just go, wow, that's But it's that's so inspiring. Yeah. It, it makes you think outside the box. It pushes you further um, and it just stops you resting on your laurels as much. Absolutely. And I think once you start resting on your laurels, you, you relax and you go, oh, you know, I've, I've won that. I know everything. You should hang your camera up, in my opinion, because you've got to keep kinetic, and you know the enthusiasm, and excitement mm. into the trade that you love so much, so you can get so much more back from it. And we get we get that back from we get that back from mentoring as well. When you get to a certain level, and you can see other people's work, and you see success, push other people to success. Because I remember distinctly in 2011 sitting down with my wife and having a conversation, and saying, "I'm never getting fellowship." Like this is after I got my I, I can't do it. I can't. I see. Lisa Vizzer on that magazine cover and I see Kevin Wilson do his panel on like 100 year old people and I can't touch them. I'm not even within touching distance of how good they are. And she was the only one in our household who believed that we yeah. could get there. Yeah. So much of it as well is about if you don't have that self-belief, having other people around you who have that belief. Ellie, just I want to go back to what Ellie said because mm. Ellie's just described my least favourite but also favourite feeling in photography is seeing an image. <laughs> seeing an image where I just go, I wish I thought of that. Damn it! I, can't, I now can't do it because oh, it's cool. the only one that feels oh, like it's I hate like it. Or well, you've thought of it, but you haven't fun. shot it, and then you see it in an award. Oh, even worse! Even worse! Like, oh, no, really? I missed the window. But that's but that exactly. But that's a there's a key thing. It's, it's, it's a problem. I'm going to go dark. I'm going to go down here. This is this is not going to be all positive, right? This is this is the key problem in the industry of awards and qualifications for me at the moment is people who see that and go, I want to do that, and, and then get trained by the person who did that. And then just do that. Yeah. That's not creativity. We, we owe it to ourselves to be creative in a creative industry. And being creative does not, in, it doesn't fall under the caveat of seeing something you like, doing it exactly the same way. That's not storytelling. It's not inventive. It's not innovative. It's a disservice to everyone in this industry. And the, the way the photography works, if we, all, we, all three of us went out now and we shot exactly the same thing, we would shoot it differently, mm -hmm. uh, expose it differently, compose it differently. And present it differently. Mm -hmm. So like you say, if you're going to go and copy someone, you're going to struggle because that's not going to be your style in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah, but your you're vision. best to ask and get advice. I, look, I'm trying, I'm struggling with this part yeah. of my work. Can you help me with that? Some of the best work that I've had or helped with my developing my work was to go for training with people in a completely different remit. So I do maternity and newborns um, and I decided to go and train with the Yerbries on Art Nude. Mm. And I figured if I can learn to pose a nude model and learn hand placement and finesse with posture, then I can easily transfer that back to maternity. And it was really good to train from somebody who did a completely different genre, but you can still learn so much transferable skills that pushed my work up. But it also meant I wasn't uh, copying anyone else's style or compromising mm -hmm. kind of where mm -hmm. I'm aiming for. I was for. complimenting you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you yeah. see, do you see this trend? Because you see a lot of awards and qualifications. Do you see this trend absolutely. coming through with yeah. that sort of style of thing? It's, it's so frustrating. Mm. It's because lazy. It's lazy and it's self-perpetuating awards as well. It's just self-perpetuating. Like It just rewards the same style from the same people and, and, and nothing different. And I love seeing different stuff. Mm. I love seeing stuff that, I, you know, and like alluding exactly to what Ellie says there. I love going to talks that are completely out of my genre. Yes. Completely. I will not, like, my bread and butter is like mum, dad, baby photography. I've, I haven't been to a mum, dad and baby photography seminar in about five years. I think if you're... Mm. Sorry, go on. Go on, no, go on, carry no, actually, on. If you want to get into doing competitions and you're new to it, the key thing is to go look at the judging criteria. Because um, unless you actually look at the breakdown of how they're marking and how they're awarding, you don't always know what you're aiming for. And one of the big points on a lot of them is impact. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where you have got to find your voice and something unique to you because if you're replicating what you've seen, straight away you've lost a, a dozen marks on the impact of an image. So it's making sure that you look at the criteria, what they're after, and then trying to push yourself to think what can you create that will fit that. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Is uh, be original and you'll get a bigger impact than. Uh, y- yeah, I mean, if yeah, so take for example, if you're judging the baby category and it's a three-hour judging process, and you see, you know, fifty percent of the images are babies involved, surrounded by autumnal leaves. The first one's going to have a lot of impacts. It's the first one you see. By the time you get to the twentieth one, mm. it's going to have it's going to have less of that impact. Whereas if you see something that's completely different from that, it gives the judge's eyes a break from what they're seeing much as you try to judge objectively as possible because impact is such an important part of it sometimes just putting something in there that's a little bit different stands it stands half a yeah. chance yeah it's more you know? memorable as well it is and it's, just, yeah. it's just worth it oh hello let's just try something new however yeah. if someone found a drug that helped you get creative and find new original unique <laughs> ideas <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> it's on the matrix there somewhere. The blue or the red pill. <laughs> yeah, but, but if we flip that though to 20 years ago, it's so much easier to access creative images today yeah. than, it is, than it was 20 years ago. They were called books. Right? Yeah. You had books and exhibitions. <laughs> and you, had to go, you actually had to go to talks, unlike what people do, you know. But, like, but now I can, I, I, I see people's stuff on like just Instagram. Just Instagram, I mean, there's a lot of nonsense on there, but then there's some stuff that's just fascinating in the way that it's handled and the way that it's processed and the way that people choose to shoot subjects and people choose to do different things. And all of this inspiration is out there, but it's so important to remember to be inspired and not to plagiarise. Yes. You know, yes. Not, to, not, not to completely adopt yourself to someone's, someone's complete creativity. It's important to take little bits of other things because that's all we are. We're all just made up of different influences. It was pointed out to me after I submitted my panel of largely black and white half-naked men that one of my earliest influences like in ph- photography was Robert Maplethorpe when I was at school. And I'm like, oh, wow, that must have been in here yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's one of the first things I was drawn to, just like just a phenomenal use of race and, and black and white processing and tone and light and just beautiful art, you know, just a different level above. And, um, yeah, anyway, we're in the Snapchat you're not even in Snapchat generation now, are we? Snapchat's on the downturn. And in fact, uh, apparently, Twitter was on the downturn until Trump became president. Oh, duh. And, and Trump apparently spiked up because he was saying such ridiculous, abominable stuff on Twitter that people started using it more. I, I, I follow his parody account, and um, I can't tell the difference between the two. It's impossible. There's no such thing as satire. You can't do satire Does anymore. Does that mean they were going to see a trend of orange imagery? Oh. oh. Trump must be difficult. There's a, oh God, what's it? Peter, Pete Souza. Yes. Pete Souza on uh, Instagram. You, you're in Obama. Oh, he, he posted a different picture of Obama's reign because he was Obama's personal photographer during the reign. And just the humanity and the, the beautiful side to him mm. and the, the way that he engaged with the public and engaged with children and engaged with staff. You could just see it. Mm. You could see how, obviously, how, what a lovely presence he was to be around. Transpose that with our current Prime Minister, who doesn't know the words to wheels on the bus, and struggled to answer the question, how, does, how, how would the public identify with you, Boris? He struggled, he couldn't answer it. Not even struggled to answer it, just couldn't answer it. Are we going down politics? No. <laughs> Let's get back onto photography. I wish we had filmed, I wish we had filmed this podcast, because your face is so red. passionate. <laughs> I've gone past orange, I've gone into red. Right, James there. is wearing his independent top as I'm well. I'm wearing my independent top. It's quite ironic. Top. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Union Ice Pro Wrestling. What? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ellie, what was your favourite um, 
uh, image from your panel today and did it receive the plaudits that you thought it would and if it didn't how did you deal with that three questions I don't know that I had a favourite. That's a real cop-out answer. That's good. Um, I think the four that I put in the middle were my favourite strongest four. Mm-hmm. And they did balance. I was quite kind of proud of that. No, it was good. And the, the feedback was good. The things to work on, I can take on board. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, <laughs> but was your initial instinct after you passed, was your initial instinct like, yes, now I can go for the next level? Or was it more of a relief, oh my God, now I can just settle back and okay, just Okay, I went this? through about six to ten different emotions in the first minute. The first one being... Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is interesting, actually. Yeah. Talk us through your day of yeah. submission. No, Talk <laughs> us through the day. <laughs> Starting up from waking up. Let's go. Waking up. Okay, this is a moment of pure honesty. I had a talk this morning to give um, before my panel, so that was kind of occupied my mind. And to be fair, I went in relatively confident for my associateship. I thought, I think I can... Not 100% that I'm going to pass it, but, but going to give it my best. And I'm not going to overly stress about it. And then what went wrong was somehow I thought my panel was at 1.30. And I knew we had to be there half an hour before. So I'm casually walking down the corridor to find a lovely friend coming running to find me because my panel was apparently at 1. Oh. And hand on heart, I'm not quite sure where that went wrong, whether it was me or a crosswire. So, of course, you get there with a panel of judges looking a little bit teed off that you're not there, set up, ready. So you got them so on side, really this is good. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> One of them over already. I've yeah. also been given a glass of red for a bit of Dutch courage in the bar, which, I about, which maybe Sweet wasn't the best either. Idea. And I'm not a big drinker. But I was so we were there, but my hands were shaking. I think that was just the adrenaline and the nerves kicking in. I can't believe you're so podcasting was, drunk. There was no <laughs> way, <laughs> but there's no <laughs> way I could hang my panel. So the lovely Colin came and he kind of set it all out for me. I don't know if it was just the stress of it finally being here or seeing my work set as a full set of 20. Because although I self printed and mounted and did it all myself, I didn't have anywhere at home to lay it out and see it as a whole massive piece. Mm-hmm. And when I just looked at it being hung up as one beat, I just broke down and cried, right? This is before the judges even looked at my panel. Well, and I don't cry. I'm not an emotional person, really. And there was obviously a cry of and joy because it looked good. Oh, no, no, it what, just, what do you think triggered that? Uh, it's stress. It was just oh, the really? amount of adrenaline and nerves. And you realise, actually, you do give a, a monkey. Of you, you know, it's a real bit. I think I tried to downplay it to myself. Mm. And then you realise, actually, you do really, really, really want this. Um and it was quite funny because a few people around were just kind of being very nice to me. Oh, look, Ellie's human. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. Um, <laughs> There's a chink in her armor. <laughs> so, and then it just felt like the longest, longest, mm. longest wait. And the judges are great, but they don't give anything away. There is no looking back at mm. you. There is no reassurance. It's just, and there are these deep debates and chats and the looking at images again. And you're just, you're clueless. You don't know how it's gone. Mm. And uh, when they told me it was massive relief, and I got the quick whisper because I think I was clearly looking like I was going to break down again. Don't worry, you passed. And then they kind of go through the feedback with you. Uh, but my initial thought was one after getting over the whole, right, I think I'm, I'm going to have to use the bathroom and throw up here, was one of, I don't want to do my fellowship. My immediate thought was, that's it. I don't ever want to do that again. But then two, three minutes later, the buzz kicked in mm. and then the drive kicked in. And then listening to the feedback, that was great then it makes you frustrated, then it makes you a bit angry in denial, then you accept that actually they're kind of right. Then you start looking at your panel thinking, why did I not see that? Yeah, I can see it just a minute later, you know? And that then kicks in the drive, I think, to want to go forwards. Yeah. But I think I'll be a bit up and down for the next few weeks before I even actually sit and think about it. I think that's, I need a break. That's not a bad place to be. So, that's, yeah. that's not a bad place to be. I, it, it does surprise me that you break... Like, it, it please, not surprise me, but it pleases me because like, I, I've always seen you as such a no-nonsense 
newborn photographer. No, I, I am no nonsense. You are, no, which is really what I really like. So it was a bit of a, and I couldn't stop. Like the tears were just rolling. And I felt, <laughs> I felt embarrassed. I was really silly, but like, just mm. couldn't. So uh, point it of it, if you're going to do your your panel, don't nick a glass of red wine before don't. setting it up. Well, don't so don't be late. Don't be disrespectful. Oh, yeah. don't. I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jujus. I appreciated everything. Awesome. That was absolutely <laughs> awesome result. See, you see so many emotions on those panels. It's just great. I love it. Honestly, I lo- I love it because I love the fact that people put themselves up for criticism. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Like, but no. the flip side, people. You know, people think, oh, you know, you do. You go for your your qualifications. Oh, yeah, you'll get it. People do fail, yeah. and that's really that must be really hard. You know, touch wood. I was really lucky. Um, I think as well, what I've taken away from it is that you all have the days when you're self-employed, you're working on your own, you have good months and bad months, and there's always times where you're thinking, oh, the stress, should I just jack this in and go get a real job? Mm. And then when you have a day like today where you get an award of some sort, it's it's a pick-me-up again, and it makes it, actually, there is a fire and I want to keep doing this, and I just want to get better and better, and it puts you back on track again. No, that's true, absolutely true, and I, 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 I love the fact that it's kind of like the only time that you can afford to get emotional as a photographer in the business that we do. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of other you, jobs. You let your guard down, don't you? Well, I'm trying to think of other jobs. Like, so, say for example, if you are shooting newborns and families, every time you do a face-to-face sale, every time you put a slideshow together, you're putting a little bit of yourself out there for mm. judgment. I, I've been shooting now since 2003, families and babies. I go into every single one. Now, still thinking, this is the one the dad calls me out and goes, you haven't got a clue what you're doing. <coughs> Yeah. And just pulls his phone out and shows me some, you know, really, really good stuff on his phone. But that that's he's done. because you care, you see? Right, yeah. And I hope that they see mm. what I see. And I love the fact that they see different things as well. I love the fact that quite often in those family shoots, they choose the one that I nearly deleted. I love all that, yeah. right? That's great. <laughs> Trying to pick what they love and all this sort of thing. And the stuff that I really like, they hate and all that kind of stuff. But to put yourself out there, to, to put yourself up for criticism, it is the only way to learn. So subjecting yourself to the possibility of failure. So many people in other industries never have that opportunity. Never. They never have that opportunity to, to, to fail and to learn from failure. Failure is the best teacher. I Yoda, think it's such a personal Jedi. failure as well, though, because it's mm. you give a lot of your, I don't overuse the word soul, but it, it's a style that comes from within, doesn't it? Yeah. So if they are critiquing it, it's very hard not to overtake it too personally because you've actually really put a bit of you into that. Yeah. I don't think there's that many of them. Maybe being like a chef where you kind of, but a lot of your day-to-day jobs, it's not that same level of attachment or vulnerability, I think, that you give with, with anything like that. No, it's, it's, a, it's a very neat, unique industry we work in, that's for sure. I, I had a similar, if I may, sorry, yeah, just go, jump in, yeah, I had yeah, a similar yeah. sort of emotional experience to Ellie, but for a completely different reason. Yeah. Um, when I was put up for one, of, for one of my panels, I was told by the other photographer who was waiting after me, uh, he, he said, uh, by the way, before they go up, the longer they take, the higher your likelihood of failure. Because if they're taking long, it means they're talking about it. If they're talking about it, it means they disagree on it. If they disagree on it, it means there's people in that room who think you failed and then tapped me on the knee and said, good luck. What a lovely right? thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the judging panel for my judging panel, and this was before you could watch the judging, so I was just downstairs in a room on my own, right? They took 45 minutes and they'd taken 10 minutes with the previous two people. 45 minutes. And I was dragged upstairs to the top room and they said, okay, James, first of all, we have to apologize to you for keeping you waiting so long. All of our software broke down. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to go and find the old pads. Do you think someone could have come and told you that? <laughs> right. Which took us half an hour to five. Congratulations, you passed. Yeah. <laughs> That's me crying. Yeah. 
You see, I was on the flip side. I was watching somebody else's panel earlier, and there was a long, long debate. Oh. And it's because they'd actually bumped them up a ah. level. So it can go two ways. And this is the big myth that a lot of people have, particularly people who've been burnt in the past by failure. They think that judges are up there to fail stuff, no, to pick. All I want to do is make people pass. All I want to mm. do is upgrade people. And when I'm judging individual awards for like the nationals, all I want to do is try and try and validly give as many merits as possible. I'm not giving them out like mm. confetti, but we're always up talking. Yeah, never down talking. Well, I've, I've witnessed that process, and it's yeah. a very positive process. Going over it, the previous, it, yeah. it, it's it's amazing. It, it's amazing to watch. You can uh, listen to that po- previous podcast on that. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is really interesting, and, and we could talk for blooming ages on this. But I think it would be I don't know. If I've got this set up later, we might pop back on. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask Ellie one question? Yeah. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. What if you could change one thing about the newborn photography industry in this country? What would you change? That's a huge question for a quick answer, but my doesn't have to be a quick answer. Okay, yeah. my um, <laughs> I, I have a real passionate thing about. So I've used that word passionate. It's overused a lot, but what I feel really strongly about with the newborn photography is I try and make sure my images are about the baby. So my whole like, panel today was all about trying to showcase the characteristics and features of that child. And quite a lot of the time, um, some of it's beautiful work, don't get me wrong, it can be an amazing setup, but it's often about the set that happens to have a baby in it. Yeah. And I worry that uh, if we do that regularly for day-to-day clients, you're kind of doing a slight disservice because it could be anyone's baby, it doesn't sing about their child. Mm. So I'd like to see more real-world portraits of, of the actual babies being the focus, I suppose. And if there was a st- if there's a photographer listening to this who who wants to who, who is doing newborns currently and is currently struggling, just struggling to maintain a business, struggling to get clients, struggling to get creative. Yeah. What I know that's a lot of different problems, but what sort of piece of advice would you give them to see them through? Don't do it alone. So okay. go find experts. Um, there are so many different photographers and training groups out there that you can join for mentoring in not just the photography skills I adore teaching business it's my favorite thing is actually teaching the business side of it and you can make it fun and exciting and interesting and real world relevant Um, but go get help don't sit and muddle on your own the amount of people that not just I've worked with but other people I've chatted with who said I wish we got help on this earlier because I could have been making a fortune and while you need good quality imagery to attract your clients, there's actually some really mediocre photographers who are great at business, smashing it and living a comfortable life. Good people skills, yeah, And I've seen in the last five, six years, so many great photographer friends give up and get regular day jobs because they've not invested in the business training. Mm. Okay. So I just think you've got to, yeah, get some help. Don't, don't try and do everything alone. Mm. It is. If you, well, the competition, the qualifications, it's a form of training and marketing, but also those those specialised training days which are out there and they're, they're available to most it's people as well. one of the few jobs where you're wearing 20 different hats at the same mm. time. So you write your own websites, you do your own marketing, you do your own PR, you do your own sales, you do your own editing, you're shooting mm. and yet we spend so much time zoning in on the 10%, not really the 90%. I yeah. think you've got to kind of spread the load a little bit. Oh, 100, yeah, 100%. I think, I think, yeah, that's the problem with potentially with like new people getting into the industry. They're so obsessed with the image, like the, the image, they don't, Focus on the business yeah, or the experience either, absolutely. which is which is something I learned from venture years ago. Is to how mm. important if they had if they had a good time, they'll spend it. You're in, you know, ir- irrespective of the images, really. And it's kind of like making it personal, making them feel valued, and 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 seeing that sort of experience through. I think you know because once again, it's not that it's not that magic bullet 
to getting clients in the door spending. No, it's a whole it's a culmination yeah. of the value chain all the way through. I think as well, the other mm. thing that you need to look at is just some peer support because you usually are alone. I mean, there's that some is. bigger studios and more, but most when you're new, it's just you on your own and you might have gone from a job where you've got other people around you to spending all day, every day on your own other than when you're shooting with a client. So one thing that we did on Facebook years back was we set up a Christmas party. Um, a lovely lady, Sally, an Essex organiser and all these newborn photographers. And it's been, it's grown and other people have taken it on now. But it's a Christmas party to go to, to celebrate because you don't get that when you're on your own. No. <laughs> and it's that community feel. And so if you've had a rubbish day or you've got a client query or conundrum, you don't know what to do. You've got genuine people you can go and ask and get a bit of support from. Yeah. And, and, and it's because we are, we are in a little bubble at, yeah. at times, aren't we? And you just need to pop that bubble and give us a hand, will you? And one, one of the best pieces, sorry, to, I know you want to wrap this up, but one of the best pieces of advice I got this year was from a guy who runs, who's a regional manager for gyms. And we were just sat at a barbecue and I was like, I'd had a rubbish week, just rubbish. And, um, and I said, oh, I've, got this, I've got this idea for like maybe taking the business in this direction and that direction. He asked me one question. It's changed, it's changed the way I think about every piece of marketing, every piece of business I've done. He said, okay, what do your customers think of that? I'm like, yeah, I've just yeah. come up with an idea. I hadn't done any market research. I hadn't asked a single customer whether they would buy it or whether they thought it was a good idea. Just in my mind, I thought but it was But do you a think good that's because you're uh, being a creative person? So you think of that creative process first rather than... And he's a gym guy who's yeah. like, right, how can we get the maximum amount of classes and the maximum amount of people into those classes? But if people like doing body pump, we are going to do more body pump classes. It's that yeah. simple. And he was like, have you, have, you, have you done any market research? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> he's a good friend so. well brilliant on that note thank you both guys it's been amazing talking to you both and we could have talked for hours definitely having you both here thanks a lot congratulations Ali well done thank amazing thank you James appreciate it thank you for asking me All right, mate. sorry about the rant <laughs>